Hey, I'm Shan, Mama of the Girls. This is Cozy Moon Podcast. I discuss everything parenting and kid affiliated. This is season 17, and I appreciate you listening. Parenting isn't about being perfect, it's about being better so our kids have more opportunities. It is that time I am back and I got things to say. Let's go. Mm, we record now. All right. Well, welcome. How was your day, Drake? My day was great. I just ran some errands. Chill, relax. Mm. Been blessed and highly favored. Been, been prepared. I wouldn't say fully preparing, but just being anticipating this moment right here. It's overdue. I apologize. I apologize. It's overdue. But we're here now. Okay. We're going to make it turn into what? Lemonade. Okay. And not the Beyonce kind. No shade to Beyonce. I am representing today. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is for Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan from shambipodden.com, shambipodden on Twitter, shambipodden on TikTok, okay? I am the PodFam Queen affiliate. Um, I am part of a great group of podcasters, which Drake is a part of also. And um, what have I been doing having a parenting podcast that Drake has not been on? I don't know. But I feel like Drake is doing some great things on sharing some great knowledge that should be shared among family first before anyone else. I consider Drake good family, good pod fam, you know, all of that good stuff. So welcome to Cozy Wind Podcast. I wanted to do this episode with you because I think it's super important. I think um, there are good and not so um, well informed individuals who are around children, have children, um, experience what it's like to be responsible for children, but don't know how. And so I wanted to do this episode. Um, it is Saturday night. Um, we are on different coasts. All right. Facts. We are on different coasts. And um <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I had to I had to. <laughs> I hope you can see uh, Drake's sweater. He's giving me sweater vibes right now, okay? Um, welcome to Cozy Moon Podcast, Drake. Y'all, I have a special guest, okay? Mr. Everything Culture. He has his mm. own podcast called Everything Culture. Not Everything Culture, Everything Culture, because, Love you know, man. this man is from the South, the Texas, the big Texas, okay? Very And um, very intelligent, um, very much about knowing your heritage, knowing your history and sharing it and not being ignorant out here to other people's cultures. And um, his podcast is based upon appreciation for all cultures through three pillars. Okay. What are the three pillars that he's always pushing out here? Respect, mm-hmm. communication, Mm-hmm. and consistency because mm. without consistency it means nothing okay so um if you want more about drake please visit everything culture 
at Everything Culture on IG, TikTok, and Twitter, and everythingculture.com. He also has a great shop where you can support the podcast, let other people know about the podcast. I should have worn my uh, Everything Culture sweatshirt. I, I can go and grab the, um, <laughs> she gets it, you know, we can do this. I- the flip a rule, you know. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll do it when I uh when I post when I post this thing, I'll do it. Um okay. But we've recorded together on many other podcast shows, but just not Cozy Womb. Cozy Womb Podcast is a podcast I created, um, my first podcast in 2018 to tell people the real about parenting, not the fluffy, cute stuff, but the real about it because it's not always great. It's not always amazing. It's mm. not always easy. You don't um, say. Listen, it's not for everybody. It shouldn't be for everybody. And I think we're going to touch on that tonight. But um, before I get into that, Drake, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background working with kids. So once again, um, Drake, be Drake with everything culture um but i'm gonna give y'all a bit of mr drake i'm basically about to drop my resume and my um linkedin profile for y'all so my interest working with the youth and working with families started when i was you know i guess in the middle middle school and it's because of the experience i've had in my life i was partially neglect well no partially to it i was neglecting myself as a child um, seen a lot of things. Um, my mother suffered from mental illness as well as substance abuse. And I was taken in by a family member. And thank God my family member, people to step up. And it was basically the village that really supported me and my life um, coming together. But I went to junior college. Uh, I was able to get three academic scholarships. Then I went to college. Shout out to U of H. Go Cougs where I majored in psychology and minored in sociology with the emphasis on industrial organization as well as with um, child development. And while doing that work, uh, after I graduated, well, I was thinking about what I want to do next. And it was suggested like, you know, the state of Texas, you know, be a caseworker. So I, like, I think that'd be pretty cool. Let mm-hmm. me check it out. And I remember at first they were not hiring, you know, 2009 was a crazy year where it was a lot of, job freezes it was the market was crashing if everybody remembers 2009 it was a crazy year and i was like you know what i said you know i was about to become a correction officer actually i was applying Mm. to work at a prison and they were about to hire me on that i got that call first i got the email and i got the phone call and i had to drive back down to houston for the interview take this test blah 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 but long story short i was hired on to be a conservatorship two worker for the state of texas um, and that is under Department of Family Protective Services, which is under Child Protective Services. And I served in that role for close to two years, a little bit over a year and a half. And then, and I've worked with dozens of children um, while doing that, numerous families and numerous court hearings and experiences and traveling and seeing a lot of different situations as a caseworker. And then I went into the work at work, went to work for a nonprofit by the name of Child Advocates, maybe known in some areas as CASA, is serving as court appointed special advocates. And I served as a guardian ad litem and I partnered with volunteers that really served as a guardian ad litem. And while doing so, I 
saw a different side of the system and I did that for three years and I saw I work with over a hundred plus children <laughs> doing that. And then I moved into an outreach role where I'm more, where I really touched into my public speaking, into my uh, recruitment, into my training, kind of what you see with everything culture, what you'll see here, where mm-hmm. I really was able to communicate and explain and how to help people understand what the system may look like, the difficulties of it, building boundaries, as well as communicating with other people that you may not communicate with. And I did that for five years. And now I'm a volunteer. I do this. I don't get paid to do what I used to get paid to do. I do it out of the kindness of my heart and helping families out, working with children, helping the court out to make sure these children are not being abused and neglected. So and abuse and neglect come in numerous different ways. And not only making sure they're not being abused and neglected, making sure the family have a fair chance and these children have a fair chance because sometimes abuse and neglect is not happening. It's just poor communication. And, you know, to add a little bit more, I'm also a family law and civil mediator where, you know, if you have an issue, a problem, you can come reach out to me and I can work that out for a fee, of course. And yeah, that, right now that's in my career. I'm in human resources right now, but yeah, that's what we do. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, so you guys got the ends on Drake in that way. So I want to really focus this episode on um, just making everyone around children, whether you're a caregiver or a teacher or, you know, a family member or just an adult, maybe a neighbor, and you see a child, um, what neglect looks like, um, and when to say something, who to say something to, and the reality of what the process may look like, CPS-wise, for children to get help. So Mm -hmm. my next question is, what are three common neglect issues that kids face in your experience see you said we're talking simply about neglect we're not talking about abuse as well talking about neglect like because i think that's what most people um most most cases are neglect though like that so that and that's the thing about it most of them are they're going to have neglect involved even when there's physical abuse, usually it's going to be all like, is neglect going to be there as well? It's not yeah. like, it's not always separated. It's always like, if a child has been abused, physical abused, mm-hmm. um, of course, emotional abuse is going to come and probably medical neglect is going to go right behind that as well. So right. all those things kind of go hand in hand. But the majority of time, the type of neglect we see is just simple um, physical neglect as far as super um, supervision of children um being like shannon and i we talk about it all the time and i've seen it myself but parents just not being aware where their children are located um Mm -hmm. leaving them at home by themselves um having the kids just wander off parents abusing substances Mm -hmm. those are that's a lot that goes into a certain type of um neglect um medical neglect is another sometimes i say all the time education is key Mm -hmm. some parents may have children with special needs 
and they don't know how to attend to those special needs. And that could lead to a medical neglect. Um, and other type of neglect just may be, well, malnourishment with also could be physical following the um medical neglect is not medical, but physical neglect as well. Mm-hmm. But that type of neglect is heavy and also following the physical would be um and it kind of goes under abuse as well, but this is neglect, for instance, a parent not protecting a child. Wow. Or a parent being abused themselves and allowing their allowing it to happen to them you know from a Mm -hmm. boyfriend or someone else that goes under neglect as well i've seen numerous cases where the mother or the father make statements like i wasn't the one doing it to my child so why am i getting in trouble but you're in a household you're there you're aware that this may this is happening and but you're choosing not to do something it's like just being irresponsible of protecting that child that is neglect Hmm. Okay. Um, why would someone or anyone call CPS and what is the sole purpose of CPS? So someone will call CPS, hopefully to provide, have, have a resource for protecting a child. Um, okay. CPS is child protection services. Um, once again, CPS was started, ooh, CPS really didn't go into effect as Child Protective Services until the 80s. I can't, I don't give you the exact date right now, mm-hmm. but really, originally it started out in 1874 by, uh, by one of the first kids that really brought it up was Mary Allen. Mm-hmm. Mary Allen in, once again, 1874 was her parents completely neglected her, skipped town, left her with the neighbors, and the neighbors started you know, the neighbors weren't feeding her. They were beating her. She was out in the cold by herself. Um, she was, she was, I ain't trying to curse on this episode, but she was messed up. Okay. Let's say that she was really messed up. And some other neighbors figure out what was going on. And once again, they didn't have a system. So they remember they brought her in and they had to go to court and they brought in a court in a horse blanket. Mm. The SPCA which you know that is um basic animal rights where some of the sometimes it's, it's conflicting stories but it's no doubt there's no argument that the spca was actually effective in starting child welfare uh, rights because we had animal rights before we had children's rights like if you mm. kick the horse or you hurt a dog or a cat you would probably get some type of punishment but if you did that to a child it was nothing set in place for that all right yeah. So when someone's seeing, and that elevated throughout the time where doctors start putting in um, actual medical diagnosis or legal term, um, legal verbiage for child abuse and what it looked like, and mm-hmm. it's continued to grow from then. So um, the juvenile courts were created to help out juveniles as well as um, the betterment for instead of putting them in, you know, adult prisons and things, adult jails and things. But case in point, we're going back to your question. Um, CPS, once again, is Child Protection Services. Um, it's make sure to alleviate risk as well. It's not, we don't wait, well, they don't wait until, the, they should not wait until that mm-hmm. child is being abused. If they see any sign of abuse and neglect, they should be informed. They should be reactory to this action, but they can't do anything unless people call them. Right. So it's something is responsibility of the community and society to step up and make that decision to call and understand the resource that they have 
but also understand the ramifications for it. Um, sometimes you may not need to call CPS. Sometimes, um, but think about it, if you're leaning towards this child may be in danger, this child may be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always lean on calling CPS as me being uh, a CASA volunteer. And then when I was a caseworker, if you're a teacher, if you're a nurse, if you have anything to do with medical, anything working with children, you are lawfully required to call CPS. Um, in Texas, it's once again, the number is 1-800-252-5400. And it's a simple call, or you can go online and just leave a voice message or just talk to someone. You can be anonymous if you like. But it's been numerous times where it's like, man, should I, shouldn't I? If you're in that mindset of you don't know what to do and you got you don't have time, make the call because you never know what happened. I promise you, you'll sleep better at night. But that's one of the reasons why people should call CPS. Um, I don't know if you can go into into the signs. If you see a child, like once again, if you see a kid wearing a sweater like I'm wearing right now in the middle of June or July, you know, mm. that's something that catches my attention. Let me tell um, you something. I'm really big on driving through Atlanta and seeing someone in a bubble down coat in the middle of summer. Ain't no. nothing right about that. And and you need to keep your distance. Hey, as an adult, I'm going to leave them alone. But as a child, I'm going to make a call. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Because it it's... Is so many details that it doesn't mean that child is being abused, but these are signs. Yeah. If you see a child that is that don't want to go home, they're scared of adults. Um, they're very high intense, triggered. Like if somebody raised their hand, they move, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or they they um, jerk away. They cry all the time, you know. The unstable. If you're a daycare working and things, you see this child wetting themselves. That's a, that's a sign of if we get into sexual abuse, mm-hmm. if, you know, you have a child that's even with their usually a good kid in school, they make good grades and their grades just slip all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That is a sign of potential child abuse and neglect. It's so many different things, different things that go into effect to show those signs. Should you call CPS? Sometimes you can ask certain questions. Some of the questions that I advise people to ask who, when and uh, where. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to affect the investigation as well. You want to keep it as light as possible. You don't want to make sure this child, you know, you don't make sure you're asking directly questions so they can make their own story up in their head. Yeah. So you just, and that, that who, when, and where, did I say who, when, and where? I believe that's, I said, yeah. the, that that's helpful because when you just give them that, they can make it determine when this happened, had this happened before, is it's painting a timeline out for them you know the location if the abuse happened do you if they're like if they're like if they if this is once again these are usually i train my volunteers to work with mm-hmm. but like i ask you who is it somebody we know is it somebody in the household mm-hmm. um is it a teacher is it a um is somebody at you know a place of worship anything of that nature so mm-hmm. these are things helpful where is it happening in the household are we going to place that child back in that home where it's happening <laughs> you right. know or are we back in that location? Do are we, you know, are we helping or hurting the problem? Okay. Right. Um, and when was it today? Was it a year ago? Was it um a few hours? You know, things of that nature is really beneficial to uh, conduct an investigation. 
So these are things we look for as well. But as far as neglect, it's seeing children wandering. You know, if they don't and see where they're there's so many videos right now on uh TikTok of kids mm -hmm. um just being in the street. You found a child, you know, being alone outside by themselves at an age where they should not be outside by themselves is becoming a more common thing. And it's um I understand times have changed. Uh, communities have less of a community, less of a village mm -hmm. mindset. I think the people of this generation are very much um, as a result of um, afterthought and that's none of my business. And when it comes to kids, I feel like you can't really say that's none of my business to for a certain age range. I feel like if that child cannot speak up for itself, if that child cannot uh, pinpoint this is what's happening to me, I feel like as an adult, it is your responsibility um, to be aware of the kids that you're around and the kids that you live next to. Um, I've lived next to women who had multiple kids ranging from like 14 to two, where their two-year-old is always outside in a diaper in the street. And I'm not saying that, oh, that lady's a horrible mom, but maybe, she, yeah, what? what's going on? Maybe she has too much on her plate and how can we prevent this from happening? Because I'm not outside all the time. And and, and that's the thing, the tricky thing about it, you said it right there, is the, the village mindset has um, deteriorated to a large degree. Yeah. So that's one reason why CPS is getting involved. So many things with state, program state agencies getting involved because the community is not stepping up in a need or the it's it's so detailed how we would like to break the philosophy down behind this you know the social construct behind it um it start but it always start inside the household it start within the family you know what happened mm -hmm. there um and and, and I, once again, I was just looking at my notes from I've taken before, but the, it's five different categories that's looked at as neglect. And that is physical, medical, abandonment, refusal to accept parental responsibility, and super um, neglectful supervision. Neglectful supervision, as I said earlier, is the absolute highest, okay? That is uh, abuse and neglect, all of those categories. Neglectful supervision is the highest, all right? Mm -hmm. As we just saying, do you know where your child is at right now? Wasn't it? Wasn't right. that a? Wasn't it was that a ad commercial. back in the day? Yeah, yeah wasn't it was that a, a commercial. Back do you know where your kids are? Hey, seriously though, but that's the thing. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Like, and once again, I have so many stories and experiences. Even when I found that little boy, the situation was I could have called CPS right then and there, mm -hmm. but me knowing the work, knowing to you know being a community member. Mm -hmm. Taking a little bit of time out, but I saw other people in my community that just looked around and like, who baby's that? I saw my neighbors with kids look at that little baby walk down the street. And I'm like, yo, dude, you got what was that was what if that was your son, man? What would you want people to do? Right. But people kind of have that mindset, like, hey, my name Ben and I ain't in it. Yeah. Um, speaking on, you know, the CPS process. Mm -hmm. Why is the process for help so long with CPS? So like, for instance, I've watched um, documentaries of, um, you know, horrible cases mm -hmm. where teachers called repeatedly, 
um, you know, a CPS worker did come out with an officer and, you know, for some reason it just got past like, okay, we'll check back in. And it got passed from person to person to person until a point of a horrible result. And I remember being in my twenties and the popular book in my twenties that people were reading was a child called it. Uh huh. Um, why is the process regarding CPS so long before something, uh, positive as a change for a child that does need help, um, Mm. can be done? That's a great question. And it's a complicated response that, and that's Mm. true because it's, it's complicated. It's very, that that is a multi-layered experience because it's not always long, you know? Mm. It's certain situations when it happens, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, just like if you were on TikTok, one of those you didn't send me videos where people, yeah, um, will say if if CPS show up to your door, this is what you can do to stop them from going in. This is what you do to protect your rights. And parents do have rights. Yeah. And the thing is, you just and and that, but if that parent. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org that have rights are abusing their children is harder to remove mm-hmm. then if their child and it just takes one time okay you go out try to do a visit and they block you from doing a visit and you go home you go back that family may be gone from that house may have moved to a whole different location you remove the kids out of school now the kids not in school and the teachers can't do nothing it, it's so many and it's been a lot of processes have been put in place to stop those behaviors and stop that action like mm. the caseworker go to the school and saw another caseworker go to the house and talk to the parents mm. and see how things go and they may not allow them children to go back home mm. you know it's certain techniques and ways to go by it but a lot of people would try to protect that and like once again i've seen a lot of conversations and me and my profession i'm like are you just protecting your rights or are you protecting what you're doing to these children? You're hiding out. Right. You know, I've seen, I've seen live and effect cases and situations where that look that, that woman that was 18, I think she may have been 18 that, but she had delays and that older gentleman um, got up. It was a lot of stuff to go into it, but I can tell immediately, like he's not only abusing that young woman, but he's probably like what he's doing is going to be a long process into it. Yeah. But the main focus is because people have rights. And if I can break down how the system and why I work in, in region six, eight is when a call is made out, okay, investigation is made out. If abuse happened in the home, 
it would still have to go to court. You still have to go to the court and mm -hmm. petition the court for the children to be removed. CPS can do an emergency removal sometime. And once they emergency removal, they still must go to court within 24 hours and keep permission. Because CPS may even get the kids, but if the judge say return the kids back, CPS have to return the kids back. Mm. It's out of their jurisdiction. But if judge may say, okay, the um let's say CPS get involved, they don't want to remove. Abuse happened or neglect has happened, they can provide services to the family. That's called family-based safety services. And the kids stay home with their parents, CPS, the state of Texas, I think that's through the county. Your county may pay for services. They may pay for bills, help out with parenting classes, you know, transportation for the kids back and forth from school mm -hmm. and things of that nature. It's really a dope resource. Okay, and but, I want to talk about that right there because mm -hmm. you made a point because a lot of people like to say, oh, this government is not, um preventative they don't have any resource in place for the parents they just automatically see um a, a parent not being able and take the kids out the house when entirely there are resources that are available that are uh you know told to them mm -hmm. they're just sometimes it's pride sometimes it's i don't want people in my business sometimes it's um oh you know I don't, I don't want to be caught with a food stamp card or wick. I, you know, I'm better than that. And because of their pride, because of their ego, their mm -hmm. kids struggle yes. because, you know, of the work hours they work, their kids don't get picked up on time and they get deeper into this hole until yes. Now responsibility wise, as a parent, you are holding these children back from being able to go to the dentist when they're supposed to go see their pediatrician go to school when they're supposed to because schools you you physically have to have these kids in school um a certain amount of times per year before it's like alarming and now we we need to look into what your life is like or, or they can say i'm starting to homeschool my child and then we have to go through that whole process once again i was a conservatorship worker mm -hmm. you have investigations family-based safety services conservatorship and adoption prep that's like the line okay In, mm -hmm. but investigations that's first line okay they're at the front line right i couldn't do investigations because they them the ones that be trying to kidnap case workers and stuff they them the ones that yeah it's it's in my home like in houston it was a case worker that got tied up and beat up by the mother and her two boyfriends in the house and yeah it, it's wild stuff that happens you know so but the main focus wow. of what you're saying right there is both. Cause you got some, you got some investigators that are just spiteful people. Mm. You got some time where you that that person had a bad day and they like, hey, you know, everybody around me gonna have a bad bad day. And it's but it is also them. Uh, just imagine, okay, once again, you're a mature person, though. A lot of these people are not mature as well. Some of these people are a little bit younger, mm -hmm. or some of these people just have a, a strong... If you are looking for your fall sweaters and hoodies, and you're trying to prep that closet, or you're looking for long sleeve shirts, or your new bus stop coffee mug, check out the Cozy Womb Shop. For the podcast, because I updated. You're welcome. Peace.
strong distaste for the system. But anyway, no matter what, how you look at it, like if I'm knocking on your door, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, somebody made a um somebody made a call and I must talk to your children. Shan. Mm-hmm. And what will be what will be your first reaction? Uh I'm gonna talk to you through my ring camera. Um my kids are fine. No, you don't need to come in. I'm not home. <laughs> okay. Okay. And my thing is for my work, I'm like, all right, especially what I'm doing. And depending on the level, I said, well, you know, really need to. I understand that. Um, is it a better time for me to come back? Yeah, Sunday at nine o'clock. I'm a, I'm I like I'm gonna reach for like you're the gonna impossible. make you're gonna make things difficult. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you see how things <laughs> going? All right. So now I'm gonna have to I'm because me I'm a document. You're just showing how things can be difficult, how this yeah. can happen. So now I'm gonna document the information because I'm not gonna keep back and forth. I don't. I'm not bringing the police with me. Now on my first one. Now, if I go back, document, talk to my folks, talk to my supervisor, see what's again. If your kids are in school or in a daycare, that's mm. why I'm gonna try to locate where they're at next. Okay. Mm. So now I'm like, the you you just make a step a little bit deeper for yourself. Mm-hmm. So now if I go and talk to the daycare school or if they say, oh, they didn't bring it to school, I, the daycare worker was like, yeah, sometimes they do come in, their hair look crazy, this just happened. Or you may have got into it, again. you came in with an attitude one time and something like that. I'm basing all this information off other people now because I, I don't have the opportunity to talk to you. So now when we get that chance, I may go, hey, this investigation still going on. Hey, I, need, I really need to come in. Now I haven't went to court. I have a court order now. I have a court order. I got to come in. I got to see the kids. I got to see the living arrangements with the children. Miss Chantal, what will be your response? Well, come in then. <laughs> okay. All right. But and see, it, somebody asked over here on TikTok, uh, low ass, who the hell called? I cannot disclose the information, ma'am. Okay. Please. That's my next question because sometimes it's a teacher that calls. Sometimes it's a neighbor that calls. And my thing is like, Let's say that teacher had mentioned something to the parent before they even called CPS. Yeah. For me, if I was abusing my kids or neglecting my kids, I would automatically be like, oh, it was that snitch teacher. Watch me see them tomorrow. Who protects? Hey, and that teacher can call back right back to us. And now you're retaliating against somebody else for mm. trying to go. Hey, keep playing dumb. If you like, my thing is, I'm just here to do my job now. Okay. And the thing is, everything you do will be written down and documented. So, and it will be passed along to every person and the judge will read all these actions. And this is why companies like Ring did the privacy thing where they now can give everything on that camera or everything that's heard to the police. They don't have to go through you no more because... Let this me tell you, I know in Texas, on. in Texas, in last year, 2011, ooh, not like 2021, they gave permission for parents to record the conversation and utilize them in court. I, I would I would love for any of my parents to record me. Mm. I ain't, you go hurt yourself because I'm because I'm I'm just keeping it a book because you because it's that's the sad thing about it. It's a lot of folks that think they know the law, but don't know a damn thing about it. Mm. And so, civil law is, is completely different than criminal law. And we that, does like these different state laws interfere with 
what CPS can do for that. Absolutely. It's not in the it's, That's what these laws are for. Because okay. now, like I'm telling you, and that's why you got to be up on the law. You got to be up on. It's harder to remove now. And I don't mind that. But the thing is, don't come when these kids are like, I'm sorry, when these kids are being abused, these kids are being neglected. Y'all voted on this. Mm, and when you don't vote, you vote. Okay. Straight like that. October 11th is the absolute last day for you to register to vote, by the way. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Hey, let them know. I'm telling you, vote on the local level. On the, it, it's, it really, you better know who your judges are. Yeah. Who are the people who make the decisions for child support, your custody? Because that's the next thing. Because CPS could say one thing and the judge could say something completely different. And mm -hmm. it's once again, this is a different situation. So let's say I go out, I see you, I, I'm at you, I finally able to see the kids, you know. The kids are fine, no issues, no problems. I say, you know, thank you, Ms. Chantal. I would like to see, you know, this is, you know, this is the allegation. I'm going to tell you, this is the allegations said, this is blah, 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 blah. And, you know, your actions are going to matter. If you're attentive and you're listening and you're dying, you, but if you seem like attitude, mad, I'm like, now things are going, strikes are going against you now. I'm like, she seemed angry. She yelled at one of the kids. The while whole I time I was over there, she was drinking Hennessy through the yeah, bottle. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's like that, though. It's like that. It's oh, like, um, I, like, if you let me, I, you know, they had five dogs. I saw feces around. If the place is dirty and like, I'm talking about filthy and unstable, all these things are going to be documented. Uh, like, And that's why I have to put together an investigative report. And an investigative report is the affidavit if we go to court. Because the thing is, let's say you won't let us in. You have a bad, you, you cuss us out. You um, won't allow me to speak to the kids alone, um, you with the door open, or you know, I, I see something that's disturbing that it may, or the children have bruising, have a bruise on. Mm -hmm. Really, if you came from you, not like you know, something's ain't up, something ain't right. I think I need to update the court for, oh, and also if I try to give you services and things of that nature, and you like FD services, I ain't doing nothing. Y'all can get out of my house, blah blah blah. blah. Okay, nope, hey, that's not okay. <laughs> I'm listening. I go to court, judge say, all right, we say, my, my, I go to my supervisor, my supervisor go to the program director. The, the caseworker is the lowest person on the totem pole. That's the other thing. It's mm -hmm. levels to get approval. You know, it's not just the caseworker make the final decision. The caseworker yeah. is the one gathering information, sharing it. But that final decision, now it go once again to the supervisor, supervisor go to the program director, and they make their report, their report, and all is approved, go back down to the caseworker. The caseworker will go to court. Mm -hmm. have the attorney county attorney whatever the cps attorney and they would petition the court to have a civil lawsuit to start the state of texas or whatever state you're in versus chantal and that's how it's and if that's approved i come back you know the investigator come back out with that court order um we have a remote right to remove the children mm -hmm. now now that's a very emotional experience Oh, we got Stretch here. She could give me some advice. Hey, uh, Stretch. And Stretch is an investigative caseworker, if I'm not mistaken, or supervisor. But once that removal was effect, how you gonna act? And this is genuine. I know be little. How would you act if your your kids getting removed? I feel like if I was someone who was neglecting my children and had the attitude that I didn't want to be a mother, it would be like. 
No, I'm talking about, but I'm talking about you. Something oh, happened. Me, me. I'm talking about you. Yes, I'll I'm talking heated. about you. I'd be heated because I know, like, you know, what I do as a mother, how how my children live, and for someone to make an accusation because at this point in time, there's no real proof, mm. and remove my kids because I know what it's like to be, you know, around my mom all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when my mom had a stroke, she was rushed to the hospital and we were with her. We sat in that hospital lobby as children with no adult. And because we were there for so long with no adult, me and my youngest brother, they called the caseworker mm-hmm. to come get us because they couldn't contact any family. And we were put in foster care, which we would have an episode about. But I know what it's like to be feel like. Oh, if if Drake showed up, oh, we going home with Drake. Drake is gonna take us home tonight until our mom comes out. But the reality is, you're in a car mm-hmm. with a stranger mm-hmm. going to another strange place mm-hmm. where they have other children that you don't know, and you he- overhear people talking about you like you're not even in the room, and you have no idea as a kid what's going on. So, mm-hmm. like you said, it is a um, process for everybody yeah and me knowing you I, I can already tell how a case can I, and i'll be telling you all the time how you sometimes i know you being you you go <laughs> you know i'm going and i'll be telling you because i've seen stuff happen i'm like hey shan i know you have, don't be saying all that crazy stuff man relax and you like right. oh. and but if, i'm telling you i've seen stuff like but when it it looks completely different when it's on paper yeah. you hear me yeah. When it's on paper, did you say this? This isn't somebody got you recorded. Somebody reported you and all that, and mm-hmm. you can say your meaning intention, but you said it though. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And, and I do it again. You say, and, then, and then and then you <laughs> then you go and do something like that right there. Uh, then you do <laughs> but and I'm telling you, I've had parents and people say that and what I'll do, exactly. I'm a, I had this one parent. My most recent case. <laughs> Calling my kids, I call my kids the F word and I call them the B word, and I'm calling, wow. I will be saying the word. And these kids are no, none of her kids older than the age of five, you know, six, and that's how she's talking to them. And I'm like, ma'am, that's not normal. Right. That is normal. She said that's normal to her, though. A lot of people feel like, even with that whole game, um, where that whole thing on TikTok where they were locking their kids in the bathroom and had a ghost. That I'm telling y'all, I, y'all, I, that could be, that is, um, um, what is that? That's emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. No doubt that it stands down. It is no matter if you plan that's emotional abuse and you see that and we have proof. You can't argue that it does take one per you. And just listen, you just need another one, one or two strikes. That's going to be easy. And it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. That's an investigation started. You need at least to have some type of parental cl- classes to understand why that's not normal. But mm. you see how many people were doing it, though. Yeah. It's, and the internet has completely changed the game for child abuse. Let me tell you that. But yeah. before I go, but what you're saying right there, if if your kid, I'm telling you, to put yourself in the shoes of a parent that in and even stretch saying is terrible, but I'm telling you, it's caseworkers. You, we see stuff like that. <sighs> Y'all just don't know. But the thing is, seeing a parent, because even with you, I've seen parents that care about their kids and know, you know, that have a relationship that's a it's no, it's no book. 
to be a good parent. It's no how to to be a mm -hmm. substantial parent. So let's get that out the way. Yeah. But when you see somebody like that and their kids being removed, emotions will come out. Actions will come out. You mm -hmm. can't expect somebody to be calm and just all fine when you know when you see your kids screaming and yelling, mama, 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 you know? I mean, it's a very traumatizing experience just because of the removal. Let me tell you something. The first time I watched Losing Isaiah. Oh, that yeah, you y'all talking about what? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, y'all talking about just. I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about the 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 screams and the holler. Like it's like they're getting unalive, you know. Yeah. And you're like, I know. Once again, I've never had to remove from a parent. I've removed from foster parents. I removed from family members. Mm -hmm. But and because once again, the case has already been open. But and I've seen, but I've 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 been in the I've been in the CPS offices uh, where I have another um, other units are in investigations and some things, mm -hmm. and I've seen them kids come in and just be bawling, crying, and all these strangers, but all these caseworkers come around and try to uplift them and try to give them something nice and all ages. So, and, and something that bothers me, and I put this up for later on our show as well, therapy. When a child is brought into CPS custody, especially over a certain age, I'm like automatically they're in therapy, period, because of that removal alone. Yeah, it's not normal to be removed from your parents, or your family like that. Stability, uh, like stability, is the same thing as consistency for me, and that's why it's one of our pillars. I it, they need to have that constant warrant the home you know or you know where I, I know where to go when i need something you because know? we 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 as adults see it on twitter we see it on a lot of podcast clips where there's men and women latching on to adult people for their life that they work with that they friends with or that romantically they were with and feel like if they break up like because they haven't handled an attachment like that or experience like that. They don't know how to handle it. And they just obsess over this person that's probably abusing them like they were well, used to. Because understanding when you have abuse and neglect, abuse and neglect creates trauma. Yeah. When you have trauma, you're going to have behaviors and you're going to have um, reactions to that. You know, you're going to have, um, what's the word? I can't even think of the word right now for it. Um, but basically behavior. Um, gosh, habit forming. There's mm. gonna be a lot of habits. Gonna be, and people need to heal. That's why one of the questions on the show is like, where do you need to heal? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's hard. You know, I'm just like, man, when I build a relationship with someone, I build a relationship one with them. You know, I'm loyal to that. I'm loyal to a fault. You know, um. But I'm absolutely can acknowledge, man. I know what I've been through in life. You know, mm -hmm. I know the hurt. I know the neglect I've seen. I know, like, even when I had to have this conversation with my wife about I don't like having an empty refrigerator. I've I've I lived in a house where I had no food in the refrigerator. I'm talking about nothing but baking soda and um <laughs> maybe some mayonnaise, at least a miracle mm -hmm. whip, you know. And so me for stability, me for comfort is a full refrigerator you know, a full cabinet of food. 
So mm-hmm. I know like, hey, we we I'm good. You know, we're good. We got that. I, I can acknowledge that, you know. Yeah. A lot of people have experiences with family um in different ways. But when a child comes into custody, um, once again, being taken from their parents, no matter how long, mm-hmm. it's going to cause some some issues, you know. Um, and it's it's not like to the point that caseworkers don't know that. It's not like the see the system don't know that the judge don't know that. It's just what they're experiencing can lead to something. We don't want something worse to happen, you know. Okay. Because we've seen things that. We've seen that side that I've had kids that I'm like, if we were not involved, these kids would not be here today. Right. And I think that's the gamble that is taken because I think as a CPS worker, you're constantly like on the line of, I want to do my job. I want to do it correctly. I also want to protect these children. And I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing the important uh, purpose of this right now. Mm. And um, you can't really explain to a child that's young that I'm doing this for like, you know, the greater good or like the best for you mm-hmm. um, because they don't understand that. They're just like, oh, you taking me away from what I know. You're taking me away from my, yeah, my stability. I'm, yeah, I'm never coming back. Even though this Can person Can I bring my has... PlayStation with me? What about yeah. my... Sometimes I ain't even talk about their parents. It's just, what about my... Like, even if they have their parents like abusing them right okay. that's what i'm saying am i going Even to live it, with my it, am i going yeah. with my brother am i going with my sister am i going to be around grandma can i see my uncle larry you know yeah. all those type of things they've been removed from home yeah you know and they sometimes they place in the home they're like what is this you know i don't have my own room anymore yeah or you know this kid over here is um weird looking at me crazy and i don't know this mm-hmm. guy like it's a whole different uh, it's a it's just they're displaced at time yeah um my question for you next is do you think cps has loopholes um that can be prevented and if so what are three loopholes that you feel could be prevented what do you mean by loopholes loopholes like yes this is this step this is this rule but while we're doing this rule to the next thing that we're going to do this can happen and there's no structure that gives me the allowance to prevent this thing in between this next step from happening like what are some loopholes that cps have where you probably feel like damn if we could have got there in time or if this um, was in place we could have prevented this from happening or that well so you so i'm gonna take it like this is there any shortcuts or is there any way is there any cracks in the system that could be filled to resolve um abuse neglect happening saying once again you're talking a lot before kids i once i work while kids were in custody that's really what my expertise in but i would share um everything you just said like uh, everything you said like a parent said hey i'm gonna talk to you through my ring camera i'm not gonna open the door um it, it's hard because i'm big on i'm I'm both i, I won't parent i'm a fair player like if i'm if i'm playing a sport i'm gonna play fair i don't need to cheat because i have yeah. enough you know but i know people will cheat 
But when you like, but the thing is, when you find cheat, I believe they should be punished for that. Um, and it's kind of like with this too. If you see a parent, oh, I know it's cheesy, but I'm one of those guys that I know when you do the right thing and tell the truth, my mm-hmm. conscience and God, you know, my Lord and Savior, Jesus, that, that's what's going to get us the, the resolution, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's messed up things on both sides. It's good and evil. It's, it's good caseworkers, attorneys and judges. Like good cop, bad cop. But and it's bad and good. It's bad judges, bad attorneys, and bad caseworkers. Not even good yeah. cop, bad cop. It's like because these bad, folks that's here to do the wrong things here for the wrong reason should be doing it because it's really harming children at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I've seen some parents like friend. If you got involved in the system, the system you shouldn't. Your kid, it should be a quick closed case. Hey, misunderstanding. Blah blah blah. You know, somebody yeah. still should go out, but they shouldn't. It, in my opinion, should be a removal. Unless you did something, and I, and I would be upset at you, okay? Right. But yeah. I've seen some people that, like, once again, like I said earlier, I've seen some people that, mm, legit, oh, she ain't got a bra on. She shouldn't have a kid. Like, you think and, it's a game. Right, and I've seen, well, we've all seen clips of Elania, uh show where that mom blatantly lied on their dad about yeah, yeah. them for years yes. and ruined yes. it. Yes, Three when I tell you, women's relationship. And when I see stuff like that, it burns me up because it happens a lot. I was because right before you said that, that's what I was thinking of a case where a mother, I've seen a lot of mothers call CPS, try to get their dads or the man out their life or just try to hurt them and it backfires mm-hmm. in their face. Yeah. And I, but I have, you know, I don't know if the judge will talk about it and soon he may do with a blur on his face, but he says, the way the court treats black men is disgusting. Yep. And this is coming from a white judge, white male. And he's like, I've, he's, and he says, not only from white judges, it's from black female judges too. And I like, damn. Yeah. That's deep. You know what I mean? And so that loophole is, it's like, once again, like I say, it's on the other end where it hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. But I've seen like a lot of mothers, um, once again, one of the loopholes is fleeing. Because this is a state by state thing. So you can put up a report like, hey, these kids have been looked for or trying to be found. Um, but sometimes somebody may take their kids from Georgia and come to Texas and lay low. And not until something happened, they, you know, CPS got to be called. Usually it's going to happen again. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And But when that, that report hit, it's going to be like, oh, everything's going fine now, but we still got the report from back in the day that you didn't address. And we and remember you fled with your children. Like that, that that's one of the rules. It's like the case closed because this person fled. Right. And it's hard when someone leaves a state or you know, a town or whatever, and then changes a child's name and goes somewhere else. Oh, there's so many things. Oh, they don't put the kids in school. Like, I've seen some wild stuff, man, that I'm going to share a quick story with y'all. This is, you know, a future Casa story. Mm. <clears throat> hey, TikTok, don't block me. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer, please. Uh, this, <laughs> hey, this is what y'all get for coming to lives. When you join the lives, you get to have the good... Just make sure I ain't got nothing in my nose. Cool. Um, yeah, we good. All right. Um, so, I remember being in court 
And once again, I tell people all the time, sit back in the back of the court. Just sit in court. You pay for it anyway. It's free. Man. Pay taxes. So just sit in the back of the court one day when you have a lot going on. And you just can listen to all these divorce cases. Like, it's like when you go, you see like Judge Lynn Tollier and all of them, divorce court. You can really go back there and sit in a real court and just listen. You can do that in your hometown. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as caseworkers, you're there to hear your other cases or whatever the case may be. And this one, I was a CASA. Okay. I was a CASA supervisor. And I wasn't back hearing my cases. Now they got to this point where we were taking a lot of cases. We had a lot of volunteers. Um, well, we needed a lot of cases, period. Well, that's another conversation when we get into the nonprofit sector. But I was there, you know, the judge may call on you or you'll hear a case and you know you're we may get appointed and you're like, oh, who will get that case? So I'm in there and I'm hearing this one case in a side court. And I'm like, oh wait. I'm like, this is some ooh, this is. This lady crazy as hell. Basically, she from uh, it was Arkansas. Yeah. Um, the little boy, her son. She took her three daughters. Well, she took her family. She had a, a daughter which was eighteen, a daughter that was sixteen, mm-hmm. a a son that was like ten, and a set of twins that were like seven or eight. Okay, I'm just tossing the numbers out right here. So how many kids are that? Six kids, I think. No, five kids. Five kids, I think. So, yeah, five kids. And she, the reason why the case was open in Harris County is because her husband, I think that was, I think they were married. Her husband, which was also a pastor, um, X what well, S X A B her 16 year old. Okay. And when the mother found out, she got mad at the 16 year old and put her out the house. And the 18 year old, when we was able to investigate, if he I think she was caught, cool, he was like, she was like, the reason why I got into it, he tried it with me and I stopped him and he went to my younger sister. Okay. Now this was a family too. Mm. And the mother, the pretty woman, church going up. You know, once again, people say they're Christian. They don't know what it is. But she's like, they came down. And, uh, and this, uh, you know, it happened. That's what it happened in, in Arkansas. It happened in Arkansas. The case opened and happened in Arkansas. And when they came to Houston, he attempted. She didn't leave the man. When they were trying to remove the kids in Arkansas, she fled to Houston. And the reason why she said it came to Houston, because he was following him for church, because he's a pastor and was following his church to Houston. I mean, this, this is stuff. I like once again. I'm back in the court. I'm like, y'all hear this? This crazy. What in the world is going on? And she up there arguing with the judge, standing to the attorneys. Like she's absolutely in the right too. They start asking her. So you have another child that's in Arkansas right now, right? But the the ten year old had a like he has a um, a heart issue, and she said you left your ten year old. Is this correct? And the judges like the attorneys are saying this, the prosecutors are saying this. So is this correct that you left your child, your ten year old child, in the hospital by himself? When you get a chance, check out Lulu.com for any podcasting books that might help you. Maybe the podcasting book for questions. Maybe the podcasting book for. You know, organizing your thoughts and maybe the podcasting book for marketing. All right, back to the show. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. No, Your Honor, I did not leave him by himself. And she's yelling, 
Bible verses and things that nature. Like God is with him and the doctors are with him. The Holy Ghost is with my child. He is not by himself. Mm. And she's saying this, and I'm just like, this woman crazy. So, of course, all her children were removed. And unfortunately, they all could not be placed together. The the 18-year-old, she was, she she came to care. If she could have came to care, she wanted to stay. She didn't want to stay. I, I tried to, and I told her, I met with her one time. I'm like, you dumb as hell because you get <laughs> like, just say, you can go and you can dip a toe. Uh, be there for four, three, four months, take these little classes and all that. I'm done. You locked in for life, baby. But they don't, they don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but then the 16 year old sweet girl, man, real good girl. Like once again, the whole family gorgeous, you know, but it just messed up, just messed up. And she was placed, um, she was placed by herself in a different placement. And then the, the younger kids, the the finally the ten year olds brought to Texas, and then the other kids were I think the younger one and all they were placed together. So basically, the three together and the oldest one by themselves by herself. Mm-hmm. Throughout that case, that mother was still sneaking and giving the husband. It was that that case opened for three years, by the way, three to four years. I end up uh, and, and the reason God let me back. All that crazy stuff happening. I remember like, man, whoever getting this case got a MFN case for their ass. Oh my goodness. They I feel sorry for whatever my coworkers but had that case. That's wild. Mm. Went back to court the next uh, went back in the office the next day. Hey, uh <laughs> day. <laughs> oh, I got the hiccup. I like, I know you lying. Like, I read, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, man, I'm all dog, but you can't say no. The volunteer I had on it, like it was she was legit, but man, she ended up quitting. But man, it was just so much. That's why I said I ended up, that's how I get to know because I got to sign that case. And I like, man. And the thing is, the mother, she had a big old derriere and she used to try to flirt my like, hey, I need to ha- y'all need to get this case to someone else. I ain't got time to do it. I'm professional. Don't give me, I'm yeah. professional, but I don't need that type of stress because my main thing. Oh my god! When I have to go out and do a home visit, because she will work. Because a lot of parents will. That's the other thing. A lot of parents will work their services, mm-hmm. but really don't make any real. Like for instance, you can work all your services, but if you still seeing the guy, have you made any progress? No. The family business was bomb. She bring all these good things to the kids. She'll pray for them. It from the outside looking in, outside of paper, it like, like she was an excellent wrong. mother. She was a great mother. And if she if she had social media and all that, she would be like, like I'm telling you, that would have been on my neck. We're turning babies back home. She didn't do nothing. And I and me have to um and, you know cooperate with HIPAA and you know confidentiality. I can't tell you this woman allowing this man to SX their her children and get right. mad at her children and still be with this man. And then kick their, her kids out. Yeah, I can't say all that. And she left one of her, she medical neglected one of her children by leaving him in the hospital while he's having heart transplant and not and by himself for, for months, not just a month. Um, Why she went and chased this dangling. I can't say that. Only thing y'all gonna listen to is her side. And that's why y'all sometimes people be tagging me in some videos like, Drake, what you think about this? What's going on? Why you, like, you uh, you need to make, y'all don't want to make a video about that. Because I'm gonna come from a level of balance. I'm not gonna choose a side. Because sometimes there is 
no legit side. There's wrong on both sides. The, and that's the point. And that's my thing. Like, you know, it's one you it's one girl, like in the journey, I think it was a name, still follow the woman. It was some things I was reading that was said. I was like, hey, y'all, y'all missing something here. Y'all, why y'all not paying attention to this part right here? Mm. Y'all out here marching. That's why I said I like I support you. Hopefully everything's right for that baby, for that child. But I gotta trust partially. And the system may have done something wrong, but they're gonna leave how's that child doing. And it's a lot to go into that too. But case in point, with that, with that mother and with that behavior. She had a lot of loopholes. She had a lot of things that she was trying to fix for her. But those kids, like, and she almost got her kids back. I think she got her kids back. When I got off the case, she got her kids back for a short period of time. Then did a, I always do pop-up visits, caseworkers. I used to do, I used to be the king of a pop-up visit. Like, Shane, if you, like, for instance, you know, you told me, um, you know, come by Sunday at 9 a.m. I mean, it's 9 p.m. I'm like, okay. I'll be there Friday at 2. And I'm like, <laughs> And I'm gonna be waiting. I'm be and I, I used to do I used to do um stakeouts. I used to pull up in a different like I'll take my wife car to work or something like that. Now I pull around the corner. I just be out there with that tent just looking, mm. <laughs> see who coming in and out of that house. I'll hey, call man. like, hey, Miss So I'm just trying to see if they home. Oh, nobody's home. This, this, and that. Hey, stretch. You already know them. Sit out. Hey. We get some snacks, a little bit of coffee, and just That's be chilling. Crazy. That's crazy. And we just see if she go live. And we come, man. I'm telling it's I yeah, I'm telling I'll be trying to tell people my CPS stories. Y'all ain't I ain't cracked nothing. I'm I got y'all be worried about Jesse. Jesse ain't <laughs> that is one of my small stories. I got times where I've had kids that almost drove to five year olds almost drove through a house before where I'm um ooh, ooh, don't get me started. But man, uh. yeah, I'm telling pop up on a weekend when they don't think you work because I was one of those cases because that's the other thing you can have a case working that just half ass a job that's the other thing Shan yeah you can have a case that's the other that's the biggest loop having people who don't care about their job just like that that case that case with the um Hispanic Latin boy, boy. uh-huh I know what you talk I haven't watched it on what? Netflix but the way they hot telling potato, me to watch it the way they hot potato them files because that's how that, that is real though you know how many transfer cases I got you know how many ca- you know how many times I was like the fifth case worker to work a case, and then I have to everybody, but they look and it goes, I gotta toot my horn sometime. I I, I am who I am. Mm. I am the shit. <laughs> okay. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. All the grades. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you, I've had folks that and that's the other thing, they so burnt out on everybody else, but I'll respect, res- respect, communication, and consistency. Mm-hmm. When I just show these people, why I know you had a messed up casework. I know you had this. I had some people. I'm, they tired of talking to somebody new. I was. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of y'all talking to somebody you knew to. Let me close this out for y'all. Y'all work for me. We work. I, I work for y'all. This is my role. This is what I'm here to do. When I stepped into, and I, I didn't do. I didn't know all this at the beginning. I was new. This is my first job out of college. Can you imagine this being your first job. Sign me up for therapy. You, you, hey, you going to therapy? Yes. I started going to therapy because of my job. Not all, not everything I went through in my childhood, no, for my job. It was, I was so stressed out. I used to, I, I used to, I remember being in my office, like this started happening. I just like, I don't know what was going on. Like I just lock up. I couldn't move my neck. I'd be like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? I can't move. Like I can move my body, but I couldn't move my neck. 
I like this shit ain't normal. Mm. It's not because it like working on the weekend, having these kids cry and seeing all this and seeing red case files and just hearing all these people lying and threat. It's just like, hey man, you want a box? Like like I'm just. I'm t- then, you know, then they gave me a lot of teenagers and my teenagers to run away and they only wanted to talk to me and it just was a lot then I had to deal with stuff in my own household and family you know that I'm trying to pay bills and it was a lot mm-hmm. but the thing is I cared and that's why I'm talking about even now my CPS case on stories that my supervisor he was like just it's a number treat it like a number game and that sounds horrible when you said like that but but that's how you survive that's how a lot of them survive though they mm-hmm. detach they disassociate themselves with the family and that's why you have some case workers they just look at you cold and like hey that's what i gotta do what's next oh that's crazy mm. and that's 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 our kids that's how a lot of problems happen in my opinion but it's like it's a double-edged sword you know it's like you damned if you do you damned if you don't so it, it's it's that's why I said these conversations I'm looking forward to having on the show is like it's deep mm-hmm. because every like I said I can like I I left you know I was part of I I was there for not even two years and I left because it's like man I, y'all ain't about to kill me yeah that's what it's like y'all my family even now even I volunteer they like get off that case my family used to tell me you can't work here no more you can't do that. Because I care too much, you know. I, I talk to these kids, I talk to these families, and I'll try. And, and it's hurtful that even with families you like and you want them to be successful. Even, I, I want all my families to be successful that they were able to. And when they don't, it's like, why? Why? You know, it, it's hard. And you, you see how when you have parents that are trying and the system is against them. And as Stretch even said, you, the caseworker could want the kids to go back to you. But the judge say no. Yeah. You know, or you do something. I, quick, Another quick story. I had a mother that her main thing was so she just wouldn't stop smoking weed. Couldn't like that's her main thing. And um, it was something else happened that was small. But when you throw in marijuana, this is illegal in Texas. You know, that was an issue. And she went through and she always had an attitude. She had uh and that's the other thing. She would mess with different dudes, fellas, and she had the dirtiest kuchacha. Let me tell you that, cause, <laughs> cause trust me, I had to go through her medications and stuff. I'm like, fellas, y'all may want to leave this alone, man. Her <laughs> hachata is not together, okay? Like, I'm like, God, wait. Oh my God. Hey, that, you, you got to be in everybody's business. That's the thing. You got to be in everybody's business. Like, oh if you, look, if you're a messy CPS, the place, because you will get in everybody's business. I'm telling you. And I don't like to be in people's business, but you're going to be, you're going to know everything about everything. I'm going to know who your baby, all your relationship drama, who auntie, who uncle's granddaddy, brother. And I'm like, oh, it's a, that's what I be trying to tell my black people. Not it's not it, we involved into it. A lot of families got a lot of crazy stuff going on. But when I yeah. tell you this woman, she was she her main thing when my girls coming home. When my girls coming home, I know good, her girls with with was with her mama. I knew for a fact her mama was allowing her to go visit her daughters whenever she wanted to. 
You know what it is, Stretch. So I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> but the thing is, I couldn't prove it. And, I was, and I'm trying to be cool with it. Like, I, but I'm like, if I catch y'all, though, that's y'all ass. All right? Yeah. That's the thing. She had two little girls. Two, hey, two little girls around like a few years apart from one another. And the thing is, every time she see me, she got a little attitude, you know, a little smoking the cigarette. I'm like, man, okay, I'm asking these certain questions. But she wasn't the brightest bulb in the chandelier either. Yeah. We getting ready to go to court. And we find, we talk to, and everybody come together. The attorneys, the mother's attorney, the alleged father's attorney, the children's attorney, CPS attorney. We're like, okay, we're going to ask the judge to start transitioning the children back with the mother mm. okay we good she hey we got all my paperwork together i know she done finished her substance abuse counseling she's going to 12a she's doing all the things she's supposed to be doing okay mm. but the problem was let me tell you judge and I'm, I'm gonna drop this judge name yeah you heard the story hello you heard the story i was trying to get this judge on the show but she didn't hit me back on linkedin i wish i had a personal number but judge mecca walker black woman Every majority of people in power here are black, okay? Cause we we can't blame this on any ethnicity. Mm-hmm. The judge asked her all this, but the like judge asked her the first question. So, ma'am, I see you've been working your service, doing what you need to do. What's your sobriety date? <laughs> It says, "What? What is sobriety?" No, <laughs> I'm trying to save you. <laughs> what I tell you, I me, I was like, we like shit, like oh my. The judge looked at all of us. Judge looked at us like, I should like it. Was like it was so embarrassing. So embarrassing. I was in the caseworker time. I was with Casa. She did. She did not know. Not only know. She didn't know the word sobriety after she had completed all these. She got the certification classes, did them all. But some of these classes be letting them slide. That's the other thing. Loophole. You go to some of these classes that are that people that really don't go, like they train don't these parents. They don't care. They just sign their name off on stuff. You just show up. You know what <laughs> I mean? They don't hold them accountable. Um, and I had to go outside. I was end up just say. She's not ready to get the kids back. And she was all upset. I'm like, you can't get mad at nobody but your dream. So I said, she was like, what is sobriety? What is sobriety? And she, you know, a lot of these folks don't, they're scared of judges. You know, they, they're they like, and she was like, I said, when was the last time you did drugs? And she said, oh, November 2000. And that's your sobriety day. She's like, how oh, should I ask for that? Because you should know what the words are bright. Because that's the thing. Some people are just stupid. That's the other thing. Some people just, and I'm not calling them like they, like, they don't get grasp on the information for long periods of time. Okay? Mm-hmm. They just, well, they don't, they don't attain. We all knew that. But should, oh, but should people that are not the wisest or don't hold on to information have kids then? No, because it's, it's well, yes, yeah, because they have rights. Now that's all. That, that's my answer is no. <laughs> yeah, she's cognitive delay. Thank you, Stretch. That's exactly what she is. And that's the thing, because a lot of people think people that you. Then we get into elitism, you know, because some people may think you shouldn't, and we can we can't stop that whole process. But people really believe that though. 
And trust me, have I thought about it? Yes. Mm. <sighs> okay, so before we get any deeper, because I know this is a lot. Ooh, the mess. Um, give me the steps um that were taken once a person believes a child is in danger and they call. So I'm a teacher. Um, I have a student that, you know, used to be outgoing, raise their hand, talk in front of the class. Now they want to sit in the back of the class and they've been wearing this stank hoodie for the past three weeks. Um, they don't make eye contact. And, you know, one day they went to turn in their paper or grab tissue and I saw burns on their wrist mm. and going up their arm and I'm concerned. I I mentioned it to the principal and they're just like, you know, just keep your eye on them. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. no, something else needs to be done and I call. So what's what's the next step? Okay, you make the phone call. When you make that phone call, this information you try to share as much as possible. Um, the age of the child, the name of the child, the age of the child um what allegedly the behaviors or bruises that you have recognized um make sure to have the time and dates time and dates are so important how long this has been going on all right um any descriptive information like when you say that you did a good job saying that hoodie well, what's the color of the hoodie because mm -hmm. if the case worker come out and they're wearing that same hoodie that's going to show okay the the person who's making that anonymous call or whatever is not lying. All right. Mm -hmm. They have that you gotta start paying who's telling the most truth. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Based on the facts. Um, but you know, and try to like, do you know where this child lives? You know, all that information. If you can give that, because I don't know as a teacher what you get allowed to give and all that, but I know as a neighbor, I'm giving everything. But when you get to that point where you give all the information to the investigator, the intake, um, I would say, like you say, continue to pay attention. You may have a conversation with that child, pull them to the side if you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. But after you make that call, you've done what you were supposed to do. Mm. It's not even five steps. It's just like you, whatever you see, just line up. And, if you, and once again, if you can ask who, if they open up to you, they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um asking you do you need a ride home what how can i help you be available mm -hmm. you know put yourself in their shoes what is this child what did you if you're going through something what do you need from somebody to build trust in my opinion it's our pillars respect communication and consistency mm -hmm. you know this is you know, how you build a relationship with somebody you know Hey, Shan, you know, I'm just saying how you, you know, uh, not, not you, Siri. Don't you do it. Okay. Tell me if this is true or false when I read these off. Mm -hmm. CPS looks for quality of sleeping conditions for a child if they go into a home. True or false? True. Okay. CPS checks the refrigerator for what food is available. True or false? They check the refrigerator. True. Yes. Is there any time where they're not allowed to go into a person's fridge or cabinets? Um, upon they all should always request. So okay. if someone says no. Okay. Um, CPS checks for um children's clothes or where their clothes are stored 
if it's available if it's clean. True. Okay. Um, they check for the cleanliness of a home. So does your what you smell as a sane adult when you step into a home and you be like, Oh, I know that's mold I smell, but you can't uh, uh, don't give me a start on the smells. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You can't see it. Man, I, I I've had this these were not my cases, y'all. Mm. But I've had a couple cases where it was like some bad smells. But I had a case that it was an FSS case, it was a removal. We opened the door where the, the mother opened the door, flies through from inside the house out at us. No, I was, I'm telling it was one of those. And you know, I'll try to be y'all, don't, I don't try to be the most respectful person no matter the situation. I had to hit a oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, and it wasn't like being funny, I was like, I could call her right now at this time of night. Just like you remember that case? Yes, I remember that. Oh my! Come tell me, it just overwhelming. Just like a thousand punches of stank coming at you in all different directions. And <laughs> it's like it was no dodging it. It's like, and, and once again, now this is a flaw. Once again, shout out to my home girl. But mm-hmm. you know, she was supposed to go in and take pictures and all that. And she was like, I was like, hey, you know, I'm her, like, I'm her support to make sure nothing went down crazy. And I was right. the muscle. And I was like, hey, you know, you're supposed to go in and take pictures and all that. She's like, I ain't going in there. I was just like, you can't make me. I don't care. They can let me go today. I'm not going in there. I was like, she's like, you going in there? I was like, no, nah, I'm not oh going in there. Like, it's like, my case, I ain't going. I was like, cause, cause man, cause it was like one of the things, it was a, the, the kid was like 15. Hey, it was something was happening in the household. I it wasn't my case once again. Yeah, like the mother wasn't cleaning up. It was an old house. It had like it had like boarded windows upstairs. It was just a lot. It was like squalor really happening in the house, and mm-hmm. the fifteen year old was urinating in the bed, and you know it wasn't me cleaning up. So it was just a extremely 15. bad odor. And once again, if you have a child that old doing that with that. That mean that child may have been touched on. Yeah, wow. like that that's that's real. Like I'm telling, some type of abuse or some, in one way or another it may have happened for a child that actually. They, these are the sick the things you should pay attention to, you know. Mm. All right. Um, and, true or and, false? And if I can go back to some of your true or falses, always when I when I did it, I would ask to take pictures. I always ask to go in the refrigerator. I'll ask to go to your dryer. I'm looking through anything you allow me to. And whatever you tell me, no, I'm just documenting. Okay. Um, true or false? Do you does CPS look for a chemical or a drug exposure? Yes. If can I um add what are that? Yeah. Safety locks. It's and it, it really depends on the age of the children as well. Mm-hmm. So friends, if you got teenagers, but if they can access your prescription medication, especially if they're Hallucinogens uh, and things of that nature, or alcohol. We look at that. If you have chemicals, core, anything that may be dangerous that for a child, like even under your sink, and sometimes we tell them put them up higher. Shout out yeah. to set it off. <laughs> Why are you taking your child to work with you, ma'am? <laughs> That's they. Hey, hey, once again, I'm supposed to be doing a review on TikTok about set it off soon because I don't, I don't, I, I. I I didn't say they all deserved it, but I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, I watched set it off for the first time like last year, you know, and 
me watching set it off. Me watching set it off. I was like, like, which I like everything you just said. What you bring that? I was so mad through the whole movie. Oh, that's how I was. I was like, it was nothing but a lot. It was nothing but a series of poor decisions over and over and over and yeah. over and over again. And D, I don't know her real name, but the mama from Friday, she played an excellent CPS worker. She played a CPS worker to the T. Let me tell you that. Yeah. And she was, she was like, "Hey, gotta do what I got." And she, cause you, I know. Hey, I'm looking forward to get your questions. But you see how she started acting crazy, and what did she say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my life. That is going to be documented. <laughs> I, was, I was in there like a casework. I was like, you just continue making things worse for yourself, baby. Your son is not coming back home to you. And he oh. shouldn't have. Because look what you're doing. I need that money. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Francis, we have you mind if I answer this question here in the chat? Yes, what's the question? Okay. From Queen Christie. Hi, Queen Christie. Hey. I have a two-year-old and I have medications in my nightstand. I use two hand headbands I rig to uh, I guess keep it closed. Not enough. They smart. Let me tell you. Hey, some as a casework, I may let that slide. Honestly, <laughs> if <laughs> if I can, like, bro, I would test it. I would test it. The lover said, "I would test it if it's cool. It's cool because some of these kids know how to get past some of these locks too. My but at the same, too. but same thing, some of these grown folks don't know how to get past some of them locks as well. Like the, the lock, you know, you don't see the doorknob, the plastic um go with the doorknob. Struggling, you got to struggling. I seen a lot of grown this. folks be stuck in the house because." <laughs> As as a mom of two, I've never exactly I've never home proofed my house. Mm. Um, I'd never had like the kid that's trying to open the door and go outside. I never had the kid that was under the sink. I never had the kid that was playing with the stove turners. But for instance, if a if a caseworker came out for a whole different reason, yeah, and would do your home, they're gonna look for those things. And you may say, Oh, it never happened. I'm not asking you. Yeah, you're good, Christy, too. Like Stretch, thank you, Stretch, by the way. But Stretch said it simply, she attempt your attempt to protect. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. We recognize the things. What once again, good caseworkers recognize those things, you know, the attempt to you know, the process. The way you do it, it may be unique. You don't need Alexa or you need a certain type of high tech. Like, for instance, I had a family that CPS, oh, this is so stupid. It was a grandparent. These these black folks had money, but mm -hmm. they had that country money, you know. Like, like I'm from the country. I know when you when you have acres of land money, you know. Yeah. And they had a they had a lake. They had their own personal lake in the backyard, and and CPS did not want the kids to be placed there because they didn't because of the lake in the backyard. I'm like, you know how stupid that is. I had to drive like two hours out to the country to just go out and do an inspection on the home and. You could them little, you know, them little things that you just put like door that's acknowledge the door, open and close. That's all they needed. Mm. That home was beautiful, greatly put together. It's just that's the other thing with Lupa. People will find a reason not to put a kid somewhere, you know. It, it's a lot of stuff. And I, I'll go in detail in the CPS story about that in the future. They had like the grandmother had like a DUI, DUI from like 30 years ago from driving a tractor drunk. 
attractive. I'd be little. And uh, and she and no and she in the country. It was like oh, please. they were just messing with her, and she, it was thirty years ago. I'm like, man. But the caseworker was, you cannot. I think I think it was twenty years ago. But either way, you know they got a certain statute limit limitations in certain places. But all in all, being said, if you have chemicals and where a child child can reach it, you got to be you got to be always protective with CPS involved. You just got to do it. Um, I removed kids because of, um, they had a bunch. Like for instance, how my studio set up right now, some of these cords. Mm-hmm. Nah, if I had a little kid right here, I wouldn't I wouldn't approve myself because when kids can pull something down and it fall on them and things of that nature. Yeah. No. Nah, but if I knew it's <laughs> but it's certain things you can do to absolutely alleviate those dangers. It's just doing it. Yeah. All right. Um, I think this is a great time for a podcast spotlight. On closing room, I'd like to do podcast spotlight where I share a show. Um, that's recommended that's already a podcast out here in these streets that other people need to know about. So what is your Everything Culture podcast spotlight? Who you sharing? Man. Ugh, you know, I always share y'all. Power Fan is always number one. I, I share y'all all the time. You know, I can go from Loudmouth. I can go from um, Baylorism. Um... I can go from she, not only she gets it, but I'm thinking of Black Girl Soul, you know, they mm-hmm. always been a big support. I know I didn't toss out so many, but one I really want people to check out more and listen to is One Mic History. Mm-hmm. Like, great dude, great podcast. It's like, if you like Black, I mean, if you like everything culture, I think you'll love his show as well. He goes detail about certain things in Black history. I, I've covered some things that he's done. He's covered some things that I've done because, you know, everything intersects with one another when we talk about Black history. We I, Every time I listen to his um, podcast, I learn something new. So shout out to One, uh, one Mike History. Love it. Love it. All right. So here is the grand the grand point of the show um i want to talk about 15 quick things to look for um on a child that'll tell you cps need to be called before i do that i just want to lay out the um four types of neglect there's educational neglect medical neglect physical neglect and emotional neglect is there another neglect that i'm not listing um like where i'm from you can throw in abandonment Mm. so abandonment is i absolutely like placing a child at a fire department uh police police um, department some of that nature and you know just disappearing you know just leaving that child or just not visiting that child within three months just absolutely nothing no contact even Mm. if they're in cps custody parents still should if it's not if it's court order they still have to visit their kids you know it's not like just you still got the like if you got four you if you're required to visit your kids once a week you better visit your kids once a week you know there's some people that want to visit their kids as much as possible but Mm -hmm. it's a lot to go into that um yeah and there you go straight and it's 90 days would be in bank so this will go three months Without seeing your kids, that's abandonment. 
All right. Does that go for um fathers? Yeah. <laughs> well, there there we have it. <laughs> and that's used a lot. I'm serious. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't see your kids for three months consecutively. Yeah, that's abandonment. Mm. That's that's a um right there. Um, what's it called? Oh, let me go into termination because we we're talking majority about investigation, and we get to termination. That's a whole different word. That's what I know. Um, I'm at the end. I'm at the goal line when it comes down to this. Um, and it was something else I was gonna add today, but I cannot remember. But but we'll talk about ninety days. Yeah. Continue. What's the chance? What's the chances of someone who leaves a baby at a fire station? And wants that baby back. What's the chance of them getting that baby back? I've seen it happen. You seen it happen? Mm-hmm. Wow. What was the reasoning? Ooh, I didn't like it. It's actually one of my CPS stories. It's, y'all gotta what? go back. Okay, don't but, tell uh, it yet. Yeah. Don't tell it yet. But ooh, yeah. okay. You yeah. gotta it, it was there. it wasn't a parent, it was actually the um the relative that did it. Ain't shit. I really don't like that relative. She didn't get it on my watch. She got it after I got off the case. Um, what? Yeah, Ohio law, you got to work a case, work case plan after that. Yeah, and that's the thing. No matter what, when it comes in, if the parents step up, even with, so, so you, perfect example, you use fathers. Ooh, this is like one of my pet peeves as a caseworker is when people do not file their paperwork timely. Um, is something called a discovery, not a discovery. What's something called a help me out? Um, stretch. Oh, what is that paperwork called? Is it a, not a discovery? What is it called? A basically, you have to put in this paperwork to attempt to locate any alleged father. Okay, if mm-hmm. we do not have DNA established, mm-hmm. we have to do we have to have an attorney called an unknown father's attorney. And it just basically turned like because I we've had I've had mothers I think I talk about her I don't know if I talked about Miss Wood I ugh, can't say honey I was trying to change the name um, the one who didn't know who her kid's dad was. yeah so I talk about that when she had like she gave me like eleven different names yeah 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 okay motherfucking name shut up <laughs> shut your ass up because I'm telling you, every time we got to do another. You know how much time that takes? It's like you finally like, come on, chill out, man. But like first with her, if one of those men just pop up, we have to give him a whole family service plan. And he, the case start over. Like he he has the right to work his services. Seriously. I'm like <laughs> word shame. Shame for hey. 2023. But she could hey coming like like it, it'd be like when she said I ain't gonna like what of it was like one Gonzalez <laughs> and I was <laughs> and, 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 like let me tell you that in Texas and only thing you have to look for somebody is one Gonzalez. You know it's like a million one Gonzalez's. I have five homeboys by the name of one Gonzalez. And and the judge, and you know, some of these judges are assholes, and they're like, and they know it ain't because she she was a streetwalker, you know, that was her profession. Oh and she he like, do you know how tall he was? Not standing up. It was like these are like legit conversations. Do you know what type of like where you may live? No, sir. They'll go, th- but they kind of have they ask all this line oh of questions God. to try to identify this man. 
And let's say the one Gonzalez come up just out of nowhere with a, a black baby, <laughs> mixed baby. And the thing is, none of them babies are Mexican now. Come on, them boys are Negroes. Like, them are. <laughs> like, don't play. Stop. But, oh my gosh. But the thing is, once again, let's say the mother's work, like, if you're working out your services, everything going well. Um, or let's say things are not going well. That and oh, that's a loophole right there. That but this is not a investigate, this is a loophole they do. Oh, but mm, what loophole? I, I had this happen before that the mother thought she was gonna get a kids back. I don't know why she thought she was gonna get a kids back, by the way. Mm. But could have goes never to return back to her. But the thing is, she because she was steady messing up, blah blah blah. And we done tested like two guys, neither one of the da- guys or the dad. And she was like, well, I got a third one. No, man, if I could show you pictures, I think I still got pictures of that little girl in one of my hard drives somewhere. And, you know, for work-related issues. But the little girl, man, she finally named this one dude. And I said, let's look, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. That little girl looked just like, you knew he was the daddy the whole time. You knew he was a daddy. Judge, everybody was mad as hell. And when I showed the picture of the little girl and the picture of the daddy that we pulled up, she was like, and everybody, what do you mean? Hazel, light-skinned, hazel eyes with red, red hair. What are you talking like? So it was like, but the thing is, once that happens and then they come back, the case basically restarts. You get a whole then, other year. Okay, can y'all use any of the information from the previous ones in that new one? What do you mean? So, like, if y'all gathered all this information for the case, but it was the wrong father. Against her, but not against him. Oh, my God. And she can work her services again and try to get back on her feet. Sometimes they do that, though. That's a loophole. That's a way to go about it. That's a loophole. Mm. But the thing is, that's if the judge could the judge could have denied it. He was going to deny it, but I said, nah. And the reason why I didn't deny it, uh, he, he gets to do his time. It was crazy. I can't wait to tell this story. It's crazy. My old co-worker, when I worked at uh, CVS Pharmacy in college, it mm. was her brother. When she showed up to court, I was like, girl, what's up? She like, yeah, that's my brother. And I'm like, get out of here. And she was legit. She ended up taking her like We ended up placing the girl with her. Mm. Crazy. I'm telling you, I've seen some amazing. That's the thing. You Even though it was a I've seen a lot of crazy cases, crazy situations turn out absolutely mm. wonderful. Mm. And that case was, I was in the thing, I was appointed to that case. And once again, when I went at CPS, you're appointed like at the beginning or like you the three months in the, where I was at is conservatorship, but me working at Casa Child Advocates, I could be appointed to a case like a month before trial. Mm. For the case, I'll just basically, and I'll clean everything up. Um, <gasps> Okay. All right. So 15 things to look for on a child that tells you as an adult, the responsible adult around that child, um, that I need to call CPS. What are they? See. Oh, let's just say 15 signs. Cause you say on a child. They go like you limiting me right there. You're limiting me right there. So but come out because I'm gonna go through one is signs of signs of abuse well if it's not on the child what what would be something one of the 15 things that you would be like oh Cl- okay let's say clothing 
Okay. Okay. So what they're wearing, I mentioned that earlier. What they're wearing, especially if it doesn't match the weather, mm-hmm. that's a sign of abuse on numerous levels. Okay. Uh, abuse and neglect. Okay. Because if okay. they're wearing shorts and short sleeves and no jacket in a winter, and it's cold, it's like thirty degrees outside. That mm-hmm. is a clear sign of neglect right there. All, All right? right. Even and that's why your parents probably told you to put your damn jacket on. I don't need it. I'm hot. Put your jacket on for them people come out to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Same thing if kids are wearing um ooh, ooh, I seen that. Uh wear and tear. Wear and tear, you know. Let's add that as another one. Okay. But also with um teen pregnancy, if they suddenly out the blue get pregnant. Okay. Um, once again, fear of adults. Okay. Um, if they open up to you, that's something we have. If they tell you something happened. Okay. See, um, stretch. You say not living in home. I you can the state. The state is different in Texas. That is one. In Washington, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. because, like, for instance, if the family, if the mother's panhandling and the kids are out there with them, that would be a reason, but not here in Washington. They would not remove that. I know in New York, you'll see that a lot with a lot of parents out in the train station on the floor, yeah, panhandling. Yeah. yeah. So in Texas, that'd be like, I, I would try to, I used to try to give people resources. I like, man, if you stop asking each other, like why your child ain't in school right now? Up yeah. here it's not like that. So once again, it's very different in different states. So everything I'm saying here is really dependent. Make sure to go do your fact checking, check on your local laws and things like you may be listening to this episode 10 years in the future. Yeah. Things probably have changed for the depending on how y'all vote. So yeah. be, let's be mindful of that to y'all. Um and y'all saying all the stuff I'm saying right here. We uh, at nine. Again? We at number nine. Oh, we're making progress. So once again, being aggressive, bullying. That's another one. Um, sleep. Heavy sleeping in class. Um, not getting a lot of rest bags under their eyes. Um, very protective of their siblings if they have siblings. And I'm talking about overly protective, like. And I know a lot of us, um, I know when I ask them these questions on TikTok and they be saying these things the whole time I be thinking, dang, a lot of people was abused and neglected as children. They just, mm-hmm. they, we, it's just normal. Yeah. Sleeping in class. If you're not getting a lot of rest at home, that once again, these all can be signs. It doesn't mean it comes from abuse and neglect, but these are signs of abuse and neglect. Um, wetting themselves, you know, at certain ages. Um, I see a lot of, uh, our children, uh, get either their hair cut in class by teachers without parents permission or their hair changed in class, um, by teachers without parents permission is their hair being the same way for the last three weeks and there's a smell or like let's let's wrap that all together to say poor hygiene poor hygiene okay 
Because I remember this girl, and I remember her name in the sixth grade, Yesenia. She sat in front of me in Miss Thomas' class, and I remember seeing lice <laughs> crawling through her hair. Yeah, lice is like, and I, it's been like it's levels to that too. You know what I mean? And that could cause main reason like, uh, um, sexually active. Mm. Like knowing a lot, just showing a child, sharing certain videos and all that—that that is an indicator. Like, Especially today, with maybe my kids don't have cell phones, but kids at school have cell phones and they have access to so much. Mm. But that's the thing I tell people once again all the time: you you watching all these videos and these um, movies and these shows with sex scenes and things in front of your—that is that type of abuse it's no yeah. that that is identified that's when it identifies so when they start mimicking and reacting or act or acting out on other kids that's a sign too okay i've had cases where i've had kids abuse other kids and you know you got two more yeah queen um two more to take take up talk about hygiene we talked about fear of adults. Uh, it's one that is really, I think I talked about hyper emotional, you know. Mm. And, you know yeah, that's a, that's a clear if they're like cry, like if they're in class and something, other kids may think it's small and they just cry, break out in tears. Or if it, it may be something else is happening that may be an issue. Um, you did mention earlier flinching. Oh yeah, I'm talking about like just hey, and they just take fall down, <clears throat> turn around. It's a lot of that would happen, and stealing, you know, stealing food, hiding food, what? hoarding food. Hoarding food is a lot. Hoarding. It's like you know, think of not a joking way, but think of Napoleon Dynamite with the um tater tots in his pocket. I yeah. love Napoleon Dynamite. Can you bring my chips too? Hey. No. <laughs> you see that a lot, man. Um, wow. Like, and that's just something you catch out in public. Like, it's, and that's just with the parents not being involved. When I tell you when kids, oh, they don't want to go home. Mm. They'll try to stay away as much as they can. It, this is a gripe, a peeve that I have as a parent. Seeing a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old with a pacifier. You see that? Have you seen that? Tick, did you see me that TikTok with that woman that she sucks on a pacifier too long and she can't? She got a big old gap on her teeth. No, I didn't. But she, like, she could have her mouth closed like this. She can pick her whole tongue. Yeah, through I feel like, like hmm. I feel like that leads to delayed speech. And I feel oh, like oh, that's another one too. Delayed speech, all that um, mental um, cognitive delays. Mm. That's a whole another one. I feel like that should be like something where okay, mm. your pediatrician has said something to you about this. You haven't done anything. The teacher uh, says something to you about this. Your child is not reading on the proper level. They don't say certain words. 
and that's all trying to say something with the kids show if the parents don't show up to pta meetings the parents don't show up any type of way they will return notes home from school it's so many different things that can show it doesn't mean and we got to look at what some parents or some people don't understand exactly what neglect is mm-hmm. maybe the parent may have forgotten or something happened but as even Bruce was saying, you got to look at some um, extreme issues. But and as Stretcher showed up, and I said it earlier on, teachers are mandated reporters. Same thing with nurses, doctors, um, physicians in total. You're you're if something happened to a child and you see it, and you like some people are like, oh, well, I recognize it. I just didn't want to call. You could be held liable, you know, for that. Mm. And that's why a lot of that's a loophole. That's what that's another loophole. Parents, they know that person's gonna call in. So I'm gonna stop bringing you around them. <clears throat> How is this handled? This situation right here, where I think the generation before us is like really neglectful in this way, where <clears throat> they know of a family member that frequents a, a household where there's kids that has history and rumors of abusing kids in a sexual way or, you know, abusive way. And the family is on some, you know, that's family business, but that person is constantly around. Um, Like, how is that handled? Is he around alone with the children or he alone, he around with the adults? Both. If he's around alone to children, all those children, all those parents, kids could be placed in CPS custody. That is neglect. Mm. That's the thing. You're placing your children in possible harm. Yeah. There's no arguing with that. That's that's like one, two, three. For instance, if <clears throat> if you knew a family member that had their children removed from or have an active CPS case, mm-hmm. would you allow that family member? They don't have their kids. We allow that family member to watch your kids or babysit your kids. Me, no, but I do know some people that are like, I know you ain't got Tay Tay in them, but can you watch such and such? Yeah. They, they are not allowed to watch children. And with you knowing that, I don't see if you didn't know, but if you know that, you just place your children in danger. You just neglected your kids. Mm. Back Because whatever you had to do, you put in front of your children. Um, you didn't want that resource is the main thing people need. Um, but I know this is I, I didn't comment on it a lot because they really could have used I wish they didn't use children for that skit because I saw it when it first came out. But that situation with um Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears yeah. <laughs> happens all the time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean with men and women. Because yep. people try to act like women don't abuse children just because they're women, you think your child is safe now. But if you watch the skit, they're like, How I'm about to go to the club, I'm about to go out, make an excuse, I'm gonna drop my kids over here, even though this dude's a creep. Yeah. It's yeah. that that it happens. Well, I sent you a video um this week where um this lady was trying to make this Uber driver feel bad because he didn't want to drop her mm-hmm. son, her five-year-old son or six-year-old son off at school down the street. And my thing is like, these Uber and Lyft people are regular, regular people. 
Um, they don't really do a, a clear, deep background check. And if you can't take your child to school because lack of car or whatever, you better walk. You better walk. If it's four minutes down the street, like she said on that video, you better walk your son to school. Like, I feel like a lot of these parents today are super careless with their children and just give their kids to anybody. It's not a lot of the parents today. It's just it's just neglectful parents. Mm. But let's, let's say it. It's not parents today. It's just neglectful parents over time in history. Yeah. But that's just what it is. Them it's parents been- in Atlanta in 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 uh in the eighties that had their kids just out and about despite them black kids showing up missing. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. You're not going outside. And y'all realize everybody didn't have a family that loved them. Even though my mother neglected me in certain parts of my life because of her demons that she was fighting. I knew mm-hmm. she loved me. And I knew I had resources that, and that's the thing about it. Her, unfortunately, like once again, I'm not excusing none of that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I had resources, thank God, that would help me out in life to be substantial and be be as successful I'm in, I am now. And that's why I try to mentor and give back in the life I'm living at the moment, you know? But yeah, everybody didn't have it. And mm. there's a um there's an app that I like to tell um parents about on this show a lot that's free. If you want to upgrade it in the app, you can. It's called the Offender Locator. Well, you mm. can't really see it, but basically, it's an app you can download whether you have um, Google or um, iPhone, and you put your address in, and it tells you all the people around in a certain mile range of your home who have uh, offenses. Their it shows their picture. You can call the police station to get the details on what it was. Um, because I feel like you just assuming, okay, I, you know, I, my kids live at home. I keep a clean home. I feed them. Um, they're fine. You know, they only play with the kids in the neighborhood, but not knowing your neighbor or not knowing who's down the street or, you know, my kids know where the bus stop is. They can go to the bus stop themselves. It is dark when I take my elementary kids to out to the bus stop, I would never have them walk out to the bus stop by themselves. It is nothing for somebody to drive past that bus stop and snatch your kid up. Yeah. Trust me, my mama, we used to drive, walk out in the dark. Once again, the problem with, we talk with, Kai asked a question about latchkey kids. Man. I just found out what that was. That's, that's what? As much as I talk about latchkey kids. I know. I told y'all in the chat, like, it didn't click. Because I was thinking of it to be, like, some other word. I was just like, what is... Oh, it makes sense. What's the name of the app again? Um, Offender Locator. Offender Locator. So, for instance, latchkey kids, that could be... Some people can use that as neglect. Because there's no age for a latchkey kid. There's no... It's really the maturity of that child and um, understanding, you know, the 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 intelligence of that child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's simple as it is. You can Google it right now, but it's 
those are the point in life friends. My mama, I was a latchkey kid for a young age. When my mama took off, I guess she thought, oh, I'll be all right. And, you know, when she battling her demons and all that, I think she would I don't I never got a clear answer to what a cap, <laughs> you know. What age were you when she gave you a key or told you, you know, let yourself in the house? When I got my first key, sheesh. Maybe eight. What? Yeah. Like what? I I, I I gotta go find that video again. I put on TikTok. People were talking about like some people were talking about five. I was like five, and me, I'm a little young, but a little young. What? I would never give Ari a key. I would never but, give Anya a key. But the same thing with my partner. So, for instance, things are different. Culture has changed. It was probably younger back in the day to before us. For instance, um, as my partner, I like see fifth grade, so you was ten. So. Like, I asked my best friend, like, my godson, well, I asked my best friend, I knew a time when we got a key to the house. We were, we were about the same age. Mm. My my um godson is, what, 15 now? And I asked him, like, I asked my homeboy maybe two years ago, I said, hey, man, would you give, uh, <laughs> you know, my you know my godson, so, so you give him a key to the house? He's like, hell no. I wouldn't let him use the toaster. What do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> it was like, he said that boy different. And that's like these kids, a lot of these kids. And that that's uh, that's a conversation I look forward to having. Shout out to Kira with uh, Moms and Martinis. That's another podcast. Check out. Um uh use discernment. Yes, discernment is absolutely needed. But everybody's discernment different. Everybody's discernment is different. But the whole focus is the change in maturity and behavior in certain, you know, key, like for instance, me and my brother, my brother, like we act completely different. He didn't have a key to that. I used to have to watch over him, even though we're um 20 months apart. We're, we're both adults now. And we still act completely. I still act like I act like I'm probably like 46 or something like that. I act much older than what I am. Mm-hmm. And he act much younger than what he, who, what he is, you know, but we're only like a year and a half apart. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But all in all, when it comes down to safety for children and, you know, throughout time, these kids got other things they have to worry about compared to what we had to worry about and vice versa, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of things that our age, our generation should be paying attention to, but we don't, is internet internet violence, internet dangers, okay? Yeah. Like I've told numerous fam- people in my family, you need to check these kids' phones all the time. Phones, iPads, you know what computers. I mean. All that, you know. Okay, I got a quick joke, quick thing. I embarrassed the shit of myself. I was talking to my wife and my uh, nephew. He both of my nephews turned sixteen, and I was like, man, one of them told me I get in the car, and I yell. You know, I said, you know what, we can get him. I said, I said, because she was like, we should get him a car. I said, I ain't getting that boy no car. That's too much. Mm-hmm. I said, I get him a CD player to go in his car. She was like, a what? <laughs> I was like, a CD player. She was like, she was like, you old ass motherfucker. I was like, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm old. Because <laughs> I admit that, like, oh my God. I didn't, I didn't know how to respond to that. I was like, yeah. Like, cause that was the big thing when you got a car, you had to get you a CD player. Let me tell like, you, that's like me. Somebody telling me get an A track player. You know, let what me I mean? tell you, I went to um, 
I went to the thrift store the other day and there was this guy out in the parking lot pushing his CD. Um, you know, do you want to super I said, sir. You can get this on Spotify. It is 2022. Most of these cars don't have a CD player. I got a 2017. Ain't no CD player in it. It's uh Bluetooth or you connect with a USB. I said you could be making so much money on TikTok with downloads, um, plays, uh, Spotify, and iTunes. Why are you out here pushing something people can't play? And you ain't even playing it. I said you pushing. He ain't got hustle. nothing to play. He ain't got nothing to play it on. But I don't know. But that's a different. That's a different culture. Once again, culture has changed. Okay. Yeah. So the culture of parenting has shifted as well. The culture of children and their actions and how they engage with one another in society. I was talking to one of my coworkers. She's a little bit. She's like in her early twenties, mm-hmm. and she was. We were just having a good conversation at the front, and she was like, "Yeah, it's crazy how." Um, the internet is because she grew up with internet like chat rooms and all that was popping you know Dude. she was like we all <laughs> she said we all was talking to older men like we were like 13 14 we were all talking to like men in their 20s and 30s and i like wow. what <laughs> wow like even now to catch like- a predator Listen, even now with Anya, like a lot of these kid games have chats within. And so even though you don't see a chat happening on our standard social media, it's happening within their oh, games. I, I play, I, I'm a, I'm a gamer. And hey. they be talking spicy, don't they? Them little oh. kids. Yeah. I don't like playing with little kids first and foremost. And they and these kids <laughs> slick. These kids slick. They'll join the game. Don't say nothing. Act like they got a mic. But you see like the mic icon going. And as soon as you get close in the game, but we talk all the time. And I'm just like, you know, she'll be like, so I'm in this chat and this person told me this. Um, and I didn't give him my real name. I told him my name was this. I told him I, you know, they asked me, you know, am I from this? I told him this because if your child, again, discernment is not at an age where they understand, do not give them your real name. Do not post a picture of you outside in the house or a picture of the neighbor's house because Google search photos is real and accurate so i i used it the other day to find the shirt let me talk to you real quick hey man so we're doing the show check us out monday you'll love it (laughs) so you know i took in a family member um at the age of 28 yes okay and we were going to like um take pmc all right Mm -hmm. you know she hear this love you but this is what made me upset. You hear everything what Miss Shan just said, mm-hmm. and when, and this is like the first three days she was there. She gave out our home address, like full information, to someone that was supposed to quote unquote send her a gift card. And I'm like, you ain't you did what? Who's this person? Oh, I don't know. Where you find them? Oh, through the internet. And she was 15. And she was mad why she didn't get a key to the house. What? I didn't get a key until I was 15. How were you acting, Shan? Because you but, was getting no, hit by cars. But... 
But um, no, but I didn't get a key because my mom was always home. And then oh. when I when I lived with my aunt when I first came to Atlanta, she, I didn't really need a key because we had a code for the garage and the. Okay, but that's different. Okay, you had a, you 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 had you. That's different. You have if that's the same thing. If you had a if you had a way to get in the house yeah. without your parents being there, that's a latchkey kid. And they can't like that's the thing. Uh, we had certain rules: don't answer the phone, don't answer the door, don't do none. Of it. It's plenty of jokes out here about. Let me that. tell you, you know, you country when your mom don't trust you with a key, but she tell you, just go around the back of the house and go through this window. This window will be open. Oh, so for instance, when my mama left, that's what I was doing. I was going climbing to the window every day. So I would lock up when I was um, but when I go to school, I go out the front, but lock the thing behind me. So, and when I came back, I knew with how I go and jump in the door. But uh, so much dangerous and crazy things to happen in this world. If somebody would try to, oh my gosh. But all in all being said, it, it's one of those things where with kids now, a lot, some kids would know. Unfortunately, that's a conversation. Like I went through some things in life. Like I used to have to change my, I used to have to take care of my grandparents. My, my grandmother had Alzheimer's. My grandfather, I used to have to change his diaper. He urinal, you know, he went, he mm-hmm. was like, it was a lot of things. I had a lot of responsibility as a child, you know, mm-hmm. a lot to that. Like I used to, like when people talk about they miss being a kid, I, when people, you hear when I, I never want to go back in time, you know, like, mm-hmm. because it's like, I, I love being an adult. Motherfucker, being a kid for me is hell. Right, like, I be like, <laughs> hearing y'all, I'm like, y'all doing something wrong. Like, this is pretty cool. Like, I'm like, man, you know, I'm like, y'all are tripping. Like, my, and, 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 and that's a part of, you know, that's part of neglect too. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to call it neglect. I don't know. I don't know what to call that, you know. I, think, I, I can't I think, call it neglect I, because I ain't gonna say I, I don't want to be like Michael Jackson. I didn't have a childhood, but I didn't have the normal childhood people had. You know, the two of us will mm-hmm. look no more. I'm like telling that, you, that is abuse. That is abuse. I feel like as a mom, that is abuse to completely push the priority of your child being a child on the back burner for them to but, have fame. That that's difference. That but that okay you talking about but that's a that's the thing about what do you want? Cause same thing with some of these kids playing sports. Some of these dads and push their kids hard. They ain't there in their life, but they push them kids hard to be successful. Same same. So, but then they keep they kid ain't broke. They kid ain't doing they they well be want to be like them. It's kind of to that point of you dance. It's once again, it's no rule books for being a parent. There's no rule books, but I feel like in everything it requires balance. balance. Mm. And even oh. even kids where you were an older sibling, I feel like a form of abuse as a as a parent is allowing an older sibling to do too much for the younger one, and then if it's a girl turn around and she 15 and she pregnant maybe because most of her life she felt like she was a parent already and she could do it um it, and that if you and once again brister is touching on exactly what i was touching on earlier but that's culture you feel me that's how things used to be i know but it the regular right. age of pregnancy used to be in teens it ain't right and if you go to the midwest it's 14 
You know, I'm just if we talking about really how things go down, and once again, then we got to talk about poverty. That too. Sometimes you have no other choice. And then with this and, government, with this government now, you really don't have no other choice. Uh, and that's what I'm telling you. All this shit, like all this stuff, is kind of like sometimes, sometimes, unless you know how to break it, get out of it. Your 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 book. If you allow people to write your book and write your life for you, it, it's written. But if you don't, once again, if you don't believe in a higher power and it's what God has put for you in your life and what I say, you go fall victim to that. That's my opinion. You feel me? Um, and that's what I've shown. Because once again, I am not supposed to be where I'm at in life right now. I am not. With the things that I've faced, the things that I've seen, the, the, once again, I'm, when I'm talking about, the stuff I've been through, I'm very light about it. Very light. Mm. But it's it's deep how crazy things that I've seen and gone through. And I still can get on here and wish y'all good morning and all that stuff every day almost, you know? So I think I think I really feel like the people that bring the most peace and joy in their adulthood had some dark upbringing um as children. But it's not only my upbringing, it's also my work. I've seen kids that, man, what am I complaining for? You know? Yeah. That's my my thought. Like, you know, if my mentee in here, if you see it, man, hey, somebody got it worse than you. Mm. Somebody's doing much. Man, I got an opportunity to make every day better. Yeah. I'm over here eating sunflower seeds. I got lights around me. I'm on the end. Like I'm, I'm having a conversation with folks um, from Zoom to TikTok. I, I'm in a. Anybody come to my house? They're like, oh my god, your house is beautiful. I got a beautiful wife, man. I'm sexy. All these privileges and good things that <laughs> happen. You know, I'm like, I'm grateful for that. But if yeah. I always lean on what I don't have, because I've had nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I've had like zero, zero, zero. I've been depressed. I've had all those things. And when I then I when I work with these kids and these families and I see what they're going through and experiencing, I'm like, man, I see them still smiling. Mm-hmm. I see them just be grateful for one another. Like, and and there's a different type of thing. So that's why I say the people you have, the love you have for one another, what you build, what you make important to you is what you make important to you. You know, yeah. but you be careful when you're doing so. Like understanding what joy actually means, but that's why we have. That's why I started everything culture, so people can actually understand something deeper other than what other people want from you. But when it comes down to CPS and mm-hmm. it comes down to protecting the community, it, it's a toll. It's emotional work because it's cheeses. I believe that children are our future. These kids that we're raising now that we see coming up are the ones going to make decisions for us when we're old and gray and can't move around well. It may be the ones that may be helping you out, bringing you food or cooking you something at a restaurant or just donating something or be the one trying to kick your front door in. All right. All right. What what type of legacy are we leaving? Because you're going to need somebody always. I believe the children of the future. Drake, I would just like to say this has been a great um, episode. 
a good Always. conversation. And um, we inform some people, we share some things, you share some things, you got more things to share on Everything Culture Podcast. He is starting something new and great on Monday, so make sure y'all check out that episode and this series. Check out his TikTok, Everything Culture, and find him on YouTube, Everything Culture, because um, when we share, we grow. And we stop being ignorant. Um, when we know better, we share more. We inform other people that don't know. And this world could stop being such an ignorant place. Um, because mm. I think ignorance just stunts people from opportunity. Um, not sharing knowledge, to me, has always been selfish. That's why I appreciate and I love pouring into people I like informing people I like sharing my experiences with people so they can make better decisions for themselves because Drake's decisions to do what he does doesn't mean I have to follow the same thing and vice versa mm. but just to have the insight um, can go a long way to prepare to be better um, to know better and to have access to the knowledge to be better I think is really good. So uh, check out Everything Culture. Thank you to everybody that's been on Drake's TikTok. Um, I didn't want to go on it because I didn't want it to echo, but... I know, I was trying to find a way to fix that. Yeah, I appreciate but, it. Um, you mind I mean, if I drop our mission statement? Yes, drop that thing. Okay, good. Okay, okay. And so once again, this is Drake with Everything Culture podcast. For all cultures, the podcast with a purpose. Our mission statement, it is based off the words from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that is, he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. And they don't know each other because of segregation. And because of segregation, we have miscommunication. So we built this podcast on the pillars of respect, communication, and consistency. So we can get to know each other so we can love one another. Yeah. Boom. This man does this in Twitter spaces. He does this on TikTok. He does this on IG. And he does this on his podcast. And we good. It's good. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And please check out Cozy Moon Podcast and Everything Culture on your favorite podcast app. Please leave a review, rate it, share it. And let us know why find you're listening up. and who's listening. And um, you can find us on Twitter. Don't be a stranger and all of that jazz. My name is Shan, Mama of the Girls. Thank you for listening. We could all be better parents. Even the ones that are not physically parenting, you can be verbally parenting, responsibly parenting, and be a part of this village because it takes a community. Thank you. We at. Please.